Three, two, one, zero. Home games, away games, games on the moon, it don't matter. We gotta win all of them. Liftoff. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for Ricky. Welcome to another quarantine edition of the Layup Line. Julian. Hello. You still got some facial hair going. I like it. Yeah, it changes every day. No, it really does. Um, nowadays, a lot changes every day, and sometimes nothing changes Right. <laughs> every day. Um, maybe you shower, maybe you don't. Um, you know? Yeah. The, I, got the, the, I got the hockey hair going. Nice. Um, so, Julian, you had a really good idea. Thank you. It's one of your better ideas. And you have, you have a lot of good ideas. All right. This is I, probably top five. Wow. I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, but I hope that I'm feeling that I should feel good about it. Yeah, I don't know what that says about your other ideas. Um, so we're gonna talk about in the NBA. We think the NBA is great. We love the NBA. Yes, but this is just if we, um, not not fix is not the right word, but improve mm-hmm. things yeah. that we could throw in um, to make the NBA more exciting, or or I guess um, a, a, improve a little bit because yeah. It turns out when you have like a month and a half off, you can think about those little things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of those things, and we're, we'll probably talk about it a little bit, is um, now that we're saying like, okay, we don't know when the playoffs are going to be back. We don't know when the regular season is. And people are saying, well, maybe we start on Christmas. Um, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people are like, well, that's a great idea. We've thought that all along. Um, and we can touch on that. I have a little wrinkle in, in one of my proposals. So yeah. each, each of us has three ideas. Mm-hmm. They might overlap. We haven't heard of these before. Yeah. On how to improve the NBA. And then we have two other ideas that maybe we didn't put in, you know, as, as much thought in, or, or maybe they won't work out. Um, Julian, give me your first idea. Okay. Or, so the idea this the is idea. going directly to Adam Silver, by the way. Okay. Excellent. That's, that, this I wouldn't want it any other way. Exactly. So these, these are all a little bit outside the box. Um, and I'm kind of, I, I have like six or seven. Um, and because we're doing three, I'm kind of grouping them. Okay. So, my first has to do with how to fix the dunk contest because I think that All-Star Weekend has been getting better and better, like mm-hmm. very consistently. I think this was the last All-Star game was one of the most fun All-Star games I've seen. The weekend as a whole seemed to be very successful. Um, I thought the weakest part was the judging of the dunk contest. So, and I think we can all agree on that. I don't think yeah. that's a really hot take, right? When we were there, it was really weird. Um, like we were at the at the dunk contest, um, and like, and not as a media member. So, but like watching it and like just seeing how they were scoring some of the dunks, the yeah. fan like you couldn't probably hear it on TV, but the fan base was like, like we didn't even know what to expect. We're like, hey, that's a ten and that's an eight. It's like I don't understand how the judges are doing this. So continue. So. Here's my plan. You know the break between the third and the fourth quarter of, of games and how um, the like in arena people do entertainment during that break? Mm-hmm. So my plan is from the start of the season until about a week before All-Star break, you use the, thir- the break between the third and the fourth quarter to run a fan contest that is a bracket. Um, so you start with like however many fans and then they go head to head every game there's a different pairing of fans are they you dunking throw it down no they're not dunking okay. um they're just doing like typical Any, in arena stuff yeah. so like musical chairs 
you know, pop a shot, like whatever would typically happen, but we turn it into a competition between the fans. And then that happens in every NBA city. And then the winners of those brackets, so eventually it gets down to like one person that's left and like maybe the last one, they have like some kind of, you know, it's like some kind of major showdown. Like they could even like make, maybe it's the halftime show for that game and they make kind of an event out of it. Um, and those people, one from each city, become a judge in the dunk contest. So there's going to be 30 judges. 30 judges at the dunk contest. Yes. And their combined scores account for four fifths of the score. And then the last fifth is the panel of like celebrity judges. Okay. Being like 30, 36 or whatever judges. Maybe you seat all of those fans like in the front rows. Or like the men and have them all score on their phones or have them do some kind of like virtual scoring system. But I think that that would, A, it would allow each like fan base to feel like they had more stake in the competition. And B, it would kind of like add this impartial level of judging to kind of get it closer to what the fans think. Because there's nothing about like being an NBA, you don't need to be an NBA player to score the dunk no. contest. Like I, there's I, clearly no rubric. So, you know, why not let the fans do it and then add this kind of competitive element to the halftime quarter shows while you're at it. I like that. I do like that. Um, my only, so I'm going to make one modification. I'm Adam Silver yeah, in this situation. Thank okay. you. All right. I got the, thank you for the proposal. <laughs> um, I have one modification. If your team, if you're home team and you're the fan of like the Timberwolves, right? Mm -hmm. You tell me that Carl Anthony Towns is in the dunk contest. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. I can't be a judge oh. anymore. Hmm. See, that's interesting. I thought and, and about this. Granted, it wouldn't make much of a difference, right. I guess, because it's 30 people. Um, yeah. So, so maybe, maybe you wouldn't need to do that. But um, Yeah, I definitely thought about this. And I, yeah. I decided that the benefit of having every city participate was overweighed, like, the potential leaning. Because the dunk contest is, like – leans towards certain people anyway yeah and so if you're telling me that you know one thirtieth of four fifths of the score is like bias i'm kind of okay with that i think this also like sounds complicated but if you actually try to like we have computers they can do these scores like all everybody has to do is put in a number and we could come up with an average instantly so I, I don't want people to, to co go off this idea because they like think it's too many scores because we're no. used to like the LED table with, you know, like <laughs> I think we need to like dramatically kind of re-envision how we think about scoring. Yeah, you could have them in arena, but I don't know if like yeah. if, if, if the home arena would want to give them a sweep because that's, that's a lot of money they're losing. Um, but you could figure something out. You could figure out like put, put them on the sideline. The other half row. of the floor. You know, they yeah. only like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of way to kind of make that works. So that's, that's idea number one. All right. I like that idea. What you um, got? Approved. Excellent. Uh, okay. Immediately. Okay. So this, this one's a little crazy. Okay. Okay. And the players would not like this. This goes okay. against like player freedom. So this is like, okay. this is anti players. This is like pro teams and pro fans, I think. Okay. So, you know, every year when we get to about, Mid-February, March, um, I guess March 1st is a deadline. Teams will buy out players. Yeah. And, like, we saw it kind of last year. Iggy Dalla ended up getting traded. Uh-huh. 
but it was like, I want to buy out. I want to go to this team. And it's yeah. like, and always as a fan for me, that seems unfair because like that player just isn't going to play for that team that they're under contract for because they want to go to X team. Yeah. But, but the other team isn't going to give anything to trade them. So yeah. the team that has the player just ends up losing. Uh-huh. Okay. So the, the, the team that, so here it is. Mm-hmm. Each team has until February 28th to cut players or buy them out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eligible players are only players that are in the final year of their contract. So you so, can only buy out players who are about to become expiring. Exactly. Yep. So then the, if you want, I mean, similar to what we see, it's not. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh huh. Okay. So, but instead of like, like last year was like, will the Cavs buy out Tristan Thompson and will he go to the Celtics? Instead, there will be a mini, mini lottery where every team that Ooh. is in the playoff picture at that point can draft players. So you might say, okay, Kyle, what teams are playoff uh, teams? Well, okay, teams that do not participate in the lottery will be removed from the playoff contention. What? Wait, say that again? So okay. you have to participate in the lottery in order to play in the playoffs? Correct. But what if you don't want to add any more players? You don't have to. So you could just skip your turn. You can skip your turn. Okay. You can, how, you is could, different, how is this different from waivers? Um, that's a good question. I would, have to, I, I, would, I would have to look into the waiver system. Well, it's different because if you're a team like the – I'm trying to think. Um, if you're the eight seed, right, you're the Grizzlies, and if somehow you got the number one pick in the waiver pool – Oh, you could trade it. You could trade it. You could do whatever you want with it. I don't care what you do. Because the interesting thing with that that be, would a team be more inclined to trade for that number one pick but they wouldn't give up any assets for the player originally. Did you, did you? Yes, totally. Yeah. Yes. So it takes, it takes the kind of the lost asset of a play of a player being like at like signed as a free agent after the buyout and turns it into a kind of yeah. like minimal, but more kind of fixed asset. That's a really interesting idea. Mm-hmm. So we'd have like a mini draft of all the bought out players on like March 1st. Yep. And it would go to the... And like, it would only be 16 teams, or would it be everyone who could make the playoffs at that point? It could be, honestly, it could be... Um, it, like, so, if, yeah, if you do not participate in the lottery, you, you can't be in the playoffs. Um, but th- there's a way where you can nominate a player and still uh, get that... You could get that player back in, in, in sense. You know what I mean? Like, if it lined up right You could buy draft, out a player and then draft him back. If you could, I mean, it'd be weird. Uh, yeah. Like, so, but, so what, what's the logic between behind not like having, like not being able to play in the playoffs if you don't participate in the lottery? See, I don't, I, I, have, to, I have to think about that more, but I think there's something there. I think there's something here where you can do some sort of system where players just don't get like, uh-huh. it, it just seems unfair to me that, okay, I want to buy out. And my, my team that's, that I'm on, it's like, well, okay, we can't get anything for you. So then uh-huh. you end up having to like pay out their contract and then the player signs right. for a new team. And it yeah. just seems like too much. I want a system where, okay, you want to throw a player out there. Okay, we want to join the lottery. Um, you join the lottery, you know, it, it's a way to even the, even the playing field. Yeah, I like it. I think uh... if I'm Adam Silver here, by the way, I'm playing devil's advocate for myself. 
I would not approve this idea. The players would not go for it. I just think it's an interesting um, concept. I think there's really something to be said for this idea of like a midseason draft of buyout players. Um, I think that maybe teams would choose to enter the draft or, or maybe like only teams, maybe all teams that were in, like maybe the whole team like the whole league gets a, like to play, to pick in the draft. And that's like totally random, just like one-to-one odds. Yeah. And then, and then, and then you can trade from there. Cause then that could help teams that are not, you know, that are, that are not doing as well kind of get assets potentially. I don't know how much these would actually fetch, but like you could see the Lakers or somebody like giving up like a 2024 second rounder. Yeah. For the option to sign Igadawa this year, you know? Exactly. So I, I like that idea in theory. It reminds me of, um, for anybody watching this or listening, if you played, so I played, it's called Babe Ruth, or no, it was uh, VFW baseball or Babe Ruth baseball, whatever. We made it to sections, right? And each team in sections got, got two players from other teams around the district that didn't make the, the, the section tournament. Okay. So these players would go into a draft and then you, so you pick, you pick two players up from like, I think one of our guys played in like Eden Valley Watkins and one played in St. Nick. And all of a sudden you get a catcher and a first baseman, um, huh. which stinks for our first baseman and catcher, but whatever, who cares about kids? Right. It's all about um, winning and their feelings. Yeah. Youth sports. It's all about winning. It's not yeah. about having fun. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Right. I like that idea. I think there's a lot there. I think uh, it might need just a tad of refinement, but mm-hmm. I think it was like both a full, of these. But it was like a 4 a.m. idea. To like, is to like shoot stuff out. But I think yeah. there's really something there. Okay. Huh. Okay, do you want to hear about summer league or do you want to hear about ticketing? Uh let's go ticketing because my next one will um let me grab my list. My next one will um yeah. Cool. I'll do yeah. I'll do ticketing. So do ticket. I have I have two two ideas about ticketing um, and they're both relatively small. One of them is credit to a friend of mine, Jono, if you're listening, shout out. Um, the first one, which was my idea is courtside VR tickets. So mm. you set up a, you take one courtside seat in every arena and you set up like a VR camera system and then you sell tickets to it. So it's like a pay-per-view um, and you can buy one for like $10 and it like goes to your VR headset and it's like a courtside seat. So it's live. Um, and there's no like broadcast or anything. It's just like arena sound. It's just like mics and it's like an arena sound feed and then like a 3d VR camera. And you can just like watch, like put your VR headset on and like sit on your couch and watch from Dude, a courtside seat. This is an awesome idea. Yeah, I think so. Because text, I'm texting Ryan Tinky right now. <laughs> Do you remember? These, We're getting royalties. Um, do you remember these, please? Um, do you remember when we got that VR headset in the office mm-hmm. and they had that like replay of the Golden State finals on it? Yeah. And how sick that was. It's like VR and sports totally work together. And I feel like if you could tie kind of the live event piece into that, it would be fun. And like, it would also be a way for people who can't experience courtside seats or basketball up close to get a chance to do that. So that's my, that's, that's idea number one. I like it. Second idea, which is not, my original idea, but I really like it, is um, 
you take 50 seats in the 100 level or like the mezzanine or whatever, you know, like decent seats and you take 50 of them and you have a day of auction or not auction, a day of lottery. So every day you can go, every game day, you can go and enter the lottery. And if you win the lottery, you have the option to buy like a really nice 100 level, you know, not like courtside, but like nice seat for like 30 to $50. And there's 50 opportunities to do that. And if you don't win, you get uh, 200 level tickets. So like what you would normally get for that amount of money. Mm -hmm. So what that does is it, a, it incentivizes people to buy tickets because you could be buying a way better ticket than the amount of money you're paying for. And even if you don't get that, you're still getting to go to the game for like the same amount of money you normally would have. And it gets, um, again, like it gives people a chance to sit in better seats than they might not otherwise. So I think this would help get more people to buy tickets because every um, lottery entry would still be like a purchase ticket. And um, so I think that, and then from like a very, uh, like, from a very, very like corporate view, I think that like once you start experiencing sitting in better seats, you want to sit in better seats. Yeah, you're going to continue. You want the highlights. And so I think that like the more you can like give people the experience of sitting in really nice seats, the more they'll like want to buy nicer seats. So those are my two ideas for how to improve ticket sales i'm going to add on to your last one mm -hmm. what if once every month or like we could say once every 10 games or whatever mm -hmm. um one person will be selected to sit in like lexus mm -hmm. like so you get yeah, to totally you get a pair of lexus tickets uh um, yeah which for the timberwolves it's the lexus lexus courtside club you get yeah. free food it's great it's a mess that would be awesome yeah so i just you, love this idea of like lottery like the like lottery in your this chance that your 200 level seats could become yeah like a so it's level like you have like a 10 percent chance to get a really good seat mm -hmm. and you have like a three percent chance to get a once in a lifetime seat. exactly yeah yeah like that idea um okay um your ideas are much better than mine um okay <laughs> so here is my idea which isn't crazy right so we talked about christmas mm -hmm. and how a lot of people want to um start the season then, right? Yeah. And I, I think that's probably what we're looking at for the next season. I'm not mm -hmm. breaking any news here. That's just, I think. Oh my right gosh. Out. Yeah. You heard it here first. Rat. There's a Woj bomb. This is a rat bomb. Rat bomb. <laughs> uh, that needs work. I, well, I could actually start up like a, like a pest company um, where we get rid of pests. Not, we don't oh bring pests in. Um, you drop a bucket of rats in your house. <laughs> rat bomb. <laughs> um, okay. So, it's a tournament over Christmas week to open the season. Cool. So, and, and before anybody um, gets worried about like regular season games, every team in the tournament will play the same amount of games in the tournament and they all count for regular season games. Mm. So the, it, it all goes to your record, but it just, it's just a tournament style bracket. So um, like schedule makers, you wouldn't be able to really, make a schedule until after the first probably week of the season. Cause you wouldn't know who had played who you, well, I guess yes. I didn't think about that. Um, but more of, um, just, you, you don't know how I, yeah, that's a good point. But if every team is, but that's totally doable. Cause if yeah. every team is playing the same amount of games, then yeah. it doesn't, all that really matters is who your opponents are. And you can yeah. play that in 
it, it, yeah, that's a good point. It would have to be who your team played already. Um, but anyways, so the idea is um, champion or the, uh, tournament style on Christmas week, right? So you do it over yeah. six or seven days. That would be awesome. Um, there's like a consolation one. And obviously you're probably going to watch those games, but like you're not, whatever. The winner of the tournament is guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. Nice. So um, if, they're, if they have the worst record at the end of the season in their respective conference, wow. then they're the eighth seed, right? But they if they – The eighth seed? Yeah. So if, if, let's say that they had 30 wins, but they're actually in 10th place, uh-huh. they would still – they'd be guaranteed the eighth seed. Um, and they'd replace the current eighth seed. They'd replace the current eighth seed. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Um, like, what does that do? Well, a couple of things. A, it would incentivize teams to try hard at the beginning of the season. Uh, and maybe a team that might not win, all of a sudden you win two games in this yeah. tournament and you're going up against the Lakers or whoever it might be. And then B, at the end of the season, it would be super, super fun if all of a sudden your team's the eighth seed, but you know that the team in 10th place is actually the eighth seed. Yeah. So you have to fight for that seventh seed. Um, it opens everything up. That's, that's my idea. That's cool. I have two questions. Hit me. Chances are I don't have the answers. One of them is what if you're already making the playoffs? Do you get a seeding advantage or like home court or something? Um, if you're already making the play- – no, it's just nothing. So if you win the tournament and then you're the two seed, it, you're just still the two seed. You're still the two seed. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. My other question, I don't know if it makes sense. Is there any world in which – there would be an incentive to lose to that team that won. No, not really. I don't think so. Yeah, I like this idea. Yeah, it's crisp. I think that the timing is tough. Like, you'd have to, like, play it all in Vegas or something, right? Yeah, I think it would have to be in – yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be traveling. So, yeah. I guess, like, arenas, you wouldn't like that, um, like home, home arenas because you're not yeah. getting um, – you're not getting that money, but it's, it's mm-hmm. actually pretty similar to some of those ideas that we've seen floated out there before totally. about like mid season tournaments um, in Vegas. So yeah, yeah. you do it in Vegas or Disney world or wherever. Um, yeah. And it's just like a fun way because you start the tournament on like December 18th and then on Christmas day, you'd have like at 12 o'clock, you'd have the third place game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at, at maybe six or seven at prime time, you have the championship game. Um, mm-hmm. and in all likelihood, it's probably going to be like two, like th- there's probably gonna be two teams that are going to make the playoffs in that game already. But, right. in, but in my yeah. mind, it's the games that are in the second and third round where if all of a sudden you're the Hawks and yeah. you upset the Lakers and then you upset the Clippers and yeah. all of a sudden it's like, Oh shoot. We... So we put a lot of heat on training camp. It would be cool. Yeah. It'd be fun. And so there are 30 teams. So you know, how, how does the initial seeding, is it like previous? I think randomizer. Okay, randomize. Okay, yeah. I like that. And so then you have 15 teams left after round one. How do you deal with the odd team? Do you take, because then you have to give one team a buy. Then you'd have 14, you'd be down to seven. And then you'd have eight teams. So you just need to give one team a second round buy for the numbers to work. Mm-hmm. We'd I think that'd be that really out. doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just like do like remaining player it, with the best. It might be like, less. 
season. Yeah. yeah, it might be the the team that advanced out of the first round that has the mm-hmm. best record, or or maybe, um, no, that wouldn't work. Alternately, you could just give two teams buys first round buys. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's probably the better way to do it. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. That would be fun. So so you'd have like four games, five games. It wouldn't be that many. It'd go thirty to fifteen. 30 to, 15, 30 to 15 slash 14. Yeah, 14 to 7 slash 6. Slash 8. 8, yeah. Then 8 to 4. And yeah, so, four, so 5. 5 games, yeah. That's so your doable, first 5 man. games of the season are going to be like – it has to be part of the regular season because the players probably wouldn't want to play 5 extra games. You would probably have to do it over like 12 days. Yeah. Maybe you start at like – Maybe you start at December 18th and then you go until New Year's yeah. Day or something like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But that's awesome because people would totally watch that. Because, mm-hmm. like, over Christmas break, like, NBA is already kind of owns Christmas. Yeah. So I think that would be, that would be, that would be awesome. I, I really like that idea. And that would kind of help give the NBA, like, a stake in the ho- – like, a, more of a stake in the holiday season compared to the NFL and college football. Yeah. I like that. And, and people have been missing basketball for so long. Mm-hmm. up to that point that getting it back in like a big boom because we've all been there where like we watched the first three games of the regular season and we're super jacked yeah and i watch every single game that i can but like eventually like the game in the fifth game of the season you're like okay i don't really know what anything means right now yeah right where here you like there, everything would be still kind of significant and it would count for your record too mm-hmm. huh yeah so i like this i like this idea i think there are some like, I think there could be, like, I think Adam Silver would probably ask for more details. Well, we, we, we have some paperwork. But, you know, I think, I think it's definitely worth a shot, dude. I like this idea a lot. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So, one of my friends, Andrew, I really crowdsourced this in a group chat, um, suggested a one-on-one tournament which I really like, um, and I have something to add to it. So you play a one-on-one tournament at Summer League, um, and who it is between, it is the top 15 current NBA players who want to participate. Okay. Um, as chosen in the same way that we currently choose all-stars. So it's fan, media, and player voting to select the top 15 and current NBA players. And then, or actually for the numbers to work, let's do 16. And then they all pick their opponent from somebody who wasn't selected. Oh, wow. So the way this, so you can like enact all of your like rivalries and Twitter beefs and stuff, like one-on-one on on the court. Or you can play against like nobody. Yeah, or you could be like, I'm going to play against this nobody. And then yeah. you get like crazy upsets sometimes. So, but if everyone picks, then it's like going to add this whole like social dynamic to it. And it's all going to like really play out on social media. Because like, you know that the players are going to be like roasting each other for picking like weaker opponents. And mm-hmm. then those people will get mad. And those will start like new Twitter beefs. Or it'll be like somebody has like, what if like, like Kat and Embiid like played each other? Oh, you know? Yeah. You know, like one on one, and so like, tell me you wouldn't watch that, or, or like, or like somebody that like fouled LeBron really hard in the playoffs, like one season, like LeBron like picks that person to come and play during summer league one on one. 
How about this? How about uh-huh. you get six? I, I like that idea though. But how about you get 16 players? Because I'm, I'm going to make it a little juicier. Okay. Because I think those players might like opt out for like an easy opponent. Like if it was like Kevin yeah. Durant, right? He'd be like, I want to play Kyrie Irving. And like they'd kind of joke around and whatever. Yeah. How about you get the 16 players, you randomize it, whatever. And like, so it'll say like Trey Young, uh-huh. Kevin Durant. It doesn't mean Trey Young is playing Kevin Durant. It means Trey Young gets to pick Kevin Durant's opponent Ooh. from the rest of the league. So you can make it as juicy as you want. I like that too. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think, yeah, let's do that. And let's have it be for like $2 million to a charity of your choice. Yeah. You know, like, like make the, we got to make the prize, whatever the prize is, it has to be significant enough for these guys to try and play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the picking someone else's opponent. I like that a lot. Makes it juicy. Like, yeah, I'm sure everybody wants to play Chris Paul. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like this. I like huh. this a lot. Yeah. So, and that's also a way because like we're already seeing a bunch of NBA players at summer league. Mm-hmm. And you know, if players like didn't want to play or like didn't want to take it seriously, like there would be players who would want to play in this. Yeah. Like there, I promise you, there would be guys who are like competitive and want would love to like show that they can play one-on-one like you know like russ westbrook would play in this every year yeah my only concern medically like if if one injury would happen yeah they would all get shut down i guess that's like the same thing for like all-star and everything but yeah i mean i think that like the odds of if you think about most nba injuries they don't really come in like the type of situations that would happen in one-on-one yeah you know because it's a lot of like landing on feet or like weird cuts like stuff in traffic rebounds. Mm-hmm. And I think that like with how coordinated these guys are, like I wouldn't be too worried about, of course there's always like freak injuries or like sprained ankles, but like I kind of don't think this would be, I don't think very many injuries would happen here. Cause I think that everyone would approach it with like the right level of competitiveness, but you never know. So that's my third, third big idea. And then I have two little ones. What's your last, what's your last one though? Uh, my last one is, do, 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 do. Okay. So it's basically what we've, what we, like has been talked about a lot. Um, at the end, at the end of every season, there's a week off, um, over a three day stretch, there will be a 14 playoff for teams eight through 11 to grab the final spot. We've talked uh-huh. about this, like this isn't new, but the, I'm going to throw in lottery standings will not be impacted. So okay. if you're the 10th seed, um, you can still go for that eight seed, um, and you're you'll still get tenth place in the lottery odds. Right. Yeah. And and you'll still make the playoffs. So, it, 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 yeah, it'll deter teams from tanking that want like, and and not wanting to make the playoffs. The two problems that I I guess I would have with this, um, I could see a team that like instead of being the eight seed, if they're a team that's good enough, thinking they can win that tournament. Uh-huh. Maybe they try to slide to 10, knowing that there's, like, no incentive to not go to 10. You know what I mean? Like, but is that a problem? Because, like, that's just, like, another calculation. Like, you're, like I get that it's kind of yeah. like a tanking issue. But at the same time, like, you never know what's going to well, happen in the games. Make like, they so much lose. money from home playoff games, like, from yeah. hosting. And, like, you get the playoff TV revenue. And, yeah. like, it makes it juicy if you're, like, the 11th and 12th seed. And all of a sudden, like, you go on a streak late in the season, and all of a sudden you're like, shoot, we're two games back from the 10th seed. 
yeah. where, you know, you can play in a one and done style tournament. Um, I think that's well, interesting. And also like if you're the eight seed and you know that the 10 seed tanked to get to the 10 seed, cause they think that they can beat you. Like you're taking that game pretty personally. And you're probably trying to, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that if you're, I think teams would be more likely to try to get to the seventh seed yeah. than they would be like, okay, let's slide down to get yeah. a better pick because you're only, I mean, I'm not, yeah. So is this lose two? So there are two spots, right? Just one spot. Oh, it's just for the eight seed. Yeah, it's eight, nine, oh. 10, and 11. What if, if you were the eight seed, you had to be beaten twice? So what if it was like eight plays 11, nine plays 10, and then if, oh my God, if eight loses to 11, they play the winner of 9-10. Hmm. Wait, I'm having a hard time conceptualizing this now. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, I think it works better if it's like 7 and 8 playing 9 and 10. Because then you can have... No, I'm off the deep end. I'm in the weeds. See, my <laughs> only problem... Abort. <laughs> my only problem with that was... Um, I just don't want... like it would be fun and exciting, but like if you're a team that like did all the work to get to the seventh seed in the playoffs and all of a sudden, like if a certain player yeah, got no, hurt at I, the end of the season, that I, would just like, that would stink because let's you just have it for eight. Because yeah. you win. I think one spot um, makes it better. Cause like, I think of like the nets this year and granted they're not a particularly good team, but if like you're at the seventh seed because like Kyrie got hurt or whatever, uh-huh. And that's not a good example because I don't think Kyrie makes him better, but we've talked about that before. Yeah, that's another um, issue. <laughs> it is. Uh, two other ideas. Do you have any, like, just quick off-the-cuff um, things to think about? Yes, I do. Sorry, I'm, I'm still trying to do that math on my, on my notepad. Um, so, well, this is – I don't think it's a good idea, but I think it would be fun. Um, so the point of Summer League – the problem with this idea is that the point of Summer League is to get um, – teams to like or like guys in to kind of adjust to nba basketball yeah. so that's the issue with this idea but my idea is that you play a three ver- a three v three tournament um in- inter inter squad so every every team has five teams of three on it and they all play each other okay so like the timberwolves would have five three on three teams okay and then they would determine their th- their three like to like their, play in the big their, tournament. Their best three intra squad scrimmage, okay. or, and then those, and then you just do like three on three at summer league, which I think would like do a better job of showcasing individual talent, but it would also like totally defeat the purpose of summer league. So like while I would like to watch it, I don't actually think it's a good idea. Yeah, so that's I, I, I would I agree with you. Fun, but not um, not the point. Yeah, probably not. Probably not gonna happen. <laughs> um, okay, one my first one is. Um, I just thought of this. There's uh-huh. no games on the trade deadline day, right? Right. Each team instead hosts trade parties similar to like draft parties during the uh-huh. day. So like it's oh, trade nice. deadline day. Each team has like a 2 p.m. party in their arena. You sell uh-huh. beer, you sell yeah. chips, you sell booze, whatever. People take off work, come on down to Target Center. We're gonna totally. watch. We're gonna watch the jumbotron. We're gonna have Woj's tweets, like on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd and be like, fun. You're you're gonna have a, an arena. Like 
I just think of if you're like the Timberwolves fans, right? Like you get D'Angelo Russell. Imagine, granted, like not every trade deadline is like that for every team, but like imagine you're like in the arena with a bunch of other people and you get D'Angelo Russell. How nuts that place is going to get. Yeah. And then on top of this, people are going out. Who was sitting there? Oh, it's the season ticket reps. Well, why don't oh. you hop on in? Why don't you sign up for this ticket plan? If you sign up, uh, it'll be $50 for an upper level ticket. But guess what? You have a chance to go to the lower level. <laughs> and, then, and then you can get Lexus Club tickets, maybe. Yeah. So um, that's, that's, my, that's my idea. Okay, I have one more quick fire one. Um, you know the G League Select team? I do. So you have them tour like WWE. <laughs> and so you have the G League Select team on tour throughout the whole NBA season playing in different like cities that don't have NBA teams. Oh, I like this. And they play like five on five. So there's like, or, or, you know, so there's like 15 players or 16 players on the G League select team or however many. And then you break them up into like teams of eight and you play like NBA games five on five, but you do it in like high school gyms and like, like, uh, like community colleges in like small towns that like aren't as engaged with the NBA. And so it's a way to kind of like get fans into the NBA by giving them like a live product. And it's also like becomes kind of like a rite of passage in this, in a similar way that like AAA is for baseball. I like that. I like that idea. But how is that different than like the G league where people are playing in? Because, because the G league teams only play in the cities with G league teams. Okay. You're saying so they like, they wouldn't play in like Des Moines. Like they would go to other cities. No, they would okay. like play, They would like tour. They would go to like random places. You okay. know, like they'd go to like Mankato. Great place. And, they, or, and then they they do like a they do like a East Coast. It'd be like a cross country tour. Okay, I like that. And then you could also kind of get to know the players like through social media and like follow them on that cross country tour and like establish yeah. their relationship. Like a little caravan. Exactly, and you could make some great like content around it. Cause it would just be this like year long or not year long, but maybe make it like six months. You make it like mm-hmm. a six month, like road trip across the country. I'm sure the players would love that. Dude. Just going around in buses and ah. vans. They would hate it. But like, but don't you think it could almost be pulled off with the G league team? I do. Um, the only problem I guess would be like for most G league teams. Yes. For the G league select team. Where yeah. these guys are probably all going to be like, be like top I ten picks, just come to college. and it's like, well, why didn't I just go to college? Um, <laughs> oh shoot! But I, I do right. like, no, but I like the you idea. You don't have to make it be the G League select team. There could be like a but G League touring team. It could no. I like the G League select team because I don't want to go. No offense, like some of the G League guys. Like, as a if I'm a casual fan, I don't want to go watch the guy that's just yeah. going to be in G League. I want to watch the guy that might be the number six pick right. of the draft. Okay, so, so maybe you pare it down. and You do like maybe do it like. Three two-week road trips. You do like East Coast, Midwest, yeah. West Coast over the course of the year. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's a good idea. Um, my last one is pretty simple. Um, you break the draft into two different days. Okay. Yeah. So the first round would, or the first night would just be the lottery. Um, and the second night would be the second half of the lottery and the second round. Um, basically, all it does is like, A, you have more coverage. Um, but B, you're probably going to see more moves for yeah. two reasons because, because you have teams get more time. But also, like, can you imagine if you have, like, the number 17 pick and you know, like, your team's not going to be in the limelight? And if you're smart, you just stay at 17. But if mm-hmm. you're, like, 
I don't know, kind of a greedy, selfish, attention craven GM. Uh-huh. Maybe you're just like, I'm going to trade for number nine, the ninth pick, and all of a sudden we're in the first day of the draft. Um, mm. ESPN has this like stat, like they do oh, for the NFL draft. The lottery in the first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was first round, second round. No, yeah, just the lottery. Right. Okay, so I be, misunderstood. I'm sure that's what you said, but I miss. I was already mentally prepared to hear the other thing. Yeah, I like that a lot. So yeah, but one through fourteen would be the first night. Because um, huh. then I could see a bunch of teams like like you're giving teams that are bored at pick seventeen more time to potentially trade up. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not probably smart to do that, but I think people will just make moves to make moves, and we will benefit from it. But if, yeah, and then if you're a team that's not in the lottery, you still have to, or if you're like a media market that's not in the lottery, you still have to be covering it because your team could trade it. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's all I got. Wow. Put us in charge. Those are, good. those are fun. Those, those are fun <laughs> ideas. I actually do think some of those have legs. And if anybody steals them from us, um, legally we can't do anything, but. Don't say that. We know people. Please don't do that. We'll sick Kyle's Twitter following on you. Yeah. The, tw- the Kyle stands will be out. I have a friend that's like Liam Neeson. He has a particular set of skills. And it's tweeting nasty things. <laughs> and it's tweeting nasty things and not doing anything about it otherwise. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Julian, thanks, man. You got um, it. Continue to stay safe, obviously. Too, man. We don't really know um, what's going on in the world of sports or really what's going on in the world in general. But, of course, it's uh, super safe or super important for everybody to stay safe. And, um, yep. We'll get sports back eventually. We just don't know when, and um, mm-hmm. they'll make the right decision based on all of that. So um, until then, just think about these ideas, and um, maybe, maybe we try to get them rolling, get the ball rolling. You can tweet um, at me, Julian underscore Andrews underscore Adam Silver, if you see that. You know you're big time when you have the two underscores. Yeah, for that's, real. That's The last up. character of your Twitter handle being an underscore, that's where, an indicator that you're famous. Where people are kind of confused, and they can't find you on Twitter. And, yeah. Yeah. People tweeted people there was like a period of time where people were tweeting at me and they would never get it and I would never get the tweets. Yeah. There goes the tweet. RIP. Um, all right, man. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you so much. You got it. We'll talk to you soon. As always.